Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. Excellent. That squeal was perfect today. Thank you. I'm finally practiced enough to get it right. Well, you should be. We're 176 shows in. <laughs> but was the new phone was throwing me off. Well, if that's if that's your story and you're sticking to it, I'm fine with that. Okay, good. Um, so our first story today is about Disney donating some books. Um, And they're debuting a reading list. That's right. Disney Publishing has uh, donated one million books to the Boys and Girls Clubs of America in order to uh, foster reading. And uh, they have also debuted the first ever summer reading list on ShopDisney.com. Of course, you've got to, you know, it's got to be a way to drive uh, purchases. Okay. So they've created uh, a list of books. Summer reading books in five age categories, zero to three, four to eight, seven to 10, eight to 12, and then young adult, which is 12 and up. And they're just a list of uh, authors, not necessarily Disney related, but they're stories from fan favorites uh, and some National Geographic titles. And it's just to keep the family's uh, family engaged. Now, are those for sale on the Shop Disney site? They are. Okay, that's interesting. They are. So if you go to shopdisney.com, I don't know, it's curated, so you can... Look at their summer reading list. I guess just look up summer reading list. Okay. Yeah. All right. Some sad news. Um, Hong Kong Disneyland has shut down again. They have. So it's good and it's bad. Okay. So they shut down because of a new coronavirus outbreak in Hong Kong. Right. 52 people. Oh. So that is what they consider a spike in cases. Um, What they have said is that... uh, Theme parks are going to close from July 15th for one week. Uh, A lot of businesses are going to close from one week. Uh, They're also going to uh, limit group sizes to four people, uh, down from 50. Uh, And they haven't, they last did this during the second wave of the outbreak in Hong Kong in March. So they're tightening social distances. Um, And, uh, you know, they're just going to shut down the parks. The the resort hotels are going to remain open with adjusted services, mm-hmm. uh, and this is just to, you know, hopefully knock knock things out here. Get rid of those 52. Right. Um, so Hong Kong has reported an, a total since late January of 1,522 cases, and they've had eight uh, eight deaths. We're worse than that in Connecticut. Yeah. So they and have, we're doing great in Connecticut. Right. So they have not seen uh, the same level of uh, occurrence that we have here in the States. Huh. All right. Um, In California, there's some new closures issued by the governor of California. So that applies to every, um, to all of California, right? right. What are those? So Governor Newsom ordered the closure of all bars and indoor seating restaurants across the state. That includes movie theaters, card rooms, museum, wineries, family entertainment centers, and indoor areas at zoo. Uh, Several counties uh, got this same order back on July 1st, including Orange County, which Mm -hmm. is where Disneyland is is, uh, located. And then in addition, he has ordered the closure of gyms, hair salon, churches, non-essential offices, and indoor malls in 30 counties, including Orange County. Uh, Downtown Disney is not considered an indoor mall, obviously, because it has no roof. Um, And they've already made changes to their bars and restaurants. So this uh, does probably not affect the Downtown Disney District, which did reopen on the 9th. But it doesn't help with any possible opening date for Disneyland. It does not. The The state of California was supposed to provide their reopening guidelines to Disneyland after uh, July 4th. 
We're now 10 days past that, and there's been no word of what's going on. Well, things are changing. So if you're if they're going backwards on things like hair salons and everything, there's no way that amusement parks are anywhere near the top of the list for things that are going to reopen. They've got to reopen things like hair salons first before they can even get near uh, reopening something like an amusement park. So I think it's going to be a while before Disneyland's open. Exactly. It seems like the first third of this uh, podcast is is just downer downer stories. Oh, well, that's too bad. Well, you know, it just sort of follows the whole COVID trend because, you know, for a while, like all the numbers were going down everywhere and we couldn't wait and things were going to open and this is going to be opening and here's the day for that opening. And now numbers have ticked up and people are freaking out and governments are freaking out. So it's a lot of, uh, all right, this is closing and that's closing and this won't be here. Right. Um, as part of that, um, the NBA players in their little Disney bubble were all tested for COVID and two NBA players did test positive. That's right. Two of the 322 players uh, in Walt Disney World have tested positive. They were never out of quarantine and have now returned home or into isolation housing. Uh, so, you know, with it having a two week um, a two week incubation period, is it possible that they got it before uh, you know, going into the NBA bubble and now they're just being tested inside the bubble. Did they pick it up while they were there? No one knows. Um, prior to arriving at what they are calling the NBA campus, 19 NBA players have tested positive since July 1st. Those players never left their home markets and will not travel to Orlando until they are cleared under CDC guidelines and NBA rules. So play is expected to start at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex uh, scrimmages from July 22nd through 29th, and then regular game is beginning on July 30th. I don't even care about basketball, and I still can't wait to see it. Okay. Just, you know, one Just more. To see something. Yeah, exactly. Just anything. Give me something. I would watch Cornhole on yep. ESPN if they aired it. I think I might too. Um, a Disney, The Disney Cultural Representative Program is currently on hold. Actually, it's sad that I have watched Cornhole on ESPN before. Is this what that's called? Collegiate NCAA Cornhole. Like before COVID yes, or like during before it? before COVID. Oh, well, all right. Um, so you've always been lame. Yeah, Johnsonville Brats uh, actually is a major sponsor of the okay, Cornhole then. League. But uh, on to uh, the cultural representative program. Um, following suit with the 2020 Disney College program, Uh, The Disney Cultural Representative Program has informed participants that the program is suspended until further notice. All employment offers that have been previously tendered have been withdrawn. Those who are in the middle of completing the program will be granted a successful completion in order to reapply in the future. Uh, So, you know, Disney does do things ahead of time. So there were those who have already been approved for 2020 and 2021. Previously, Disney was just moving their start dates back. Uh, but now uh, they are canceling them uh, and, and remo- removing their offers to work. Uh, a major reason of this is that the uh, is housing, and mm-hmm. a lot of the housing complexes remain closed with no dates to reopen. Well, besides the point that you know they have so many employees that they've had to put on furlough, people that live right there in Orlando that need their jobs, and uh, they can. They, I don't even think they've been able to bring all of them back. Right. So. You can't be bringing extra people in, people who weren't technically already hired. It's just going to be interesting when you go to uh, get fish and chips in, you know, at the Rose and Crown and uh, your service by Marty from the Bronx who's like, hey, what can I get (laughs) you? I know. Yeah, it definitely uh, loses a little something. That's that's my Bronx Italian guy voice. Good job. I like it. 
Um, I feel like we we should go into another part of stories now since we're talking about um, the uh, Epcot representatives and what it's going to be like currently in, in Epcot. But do you want to skip ahead? We can go into those stories if you'd like. Okay. So um, Disney has some characters coming to the World Showcase. To So, you know, you might be getting your fish and chips from Marty, but you will also be able to watch uh, Mickey and friends on their world tour while you're in the World Showcase. That's right. It's uh, Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, and Goofy, and they are out sightseeing around the World Showcase. Uh, from what I've seen, Pluto and Goofy seem to be walking, and Minnie and Mickey are getting chauffeured in a very nice automobile. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, like it's it looks like something out of one of their cartoons. It's what, like a car from the 20s or something? Yeah, probably from like the 20s or 30s. And I, I think it's really interesting that the driver has a large plexiglass shield behind him, mm-hmm. separating him from Mickey and Minnie. Right. And are Mickey and Minnie in two separate rows? They, they are. They're in separate rows. Are they, well, they're social distancing. Yeah, they are. There's two rows of seating and Minnie's in the front and Mickey's in the back. And they're like on opposite sides of the car. Uh, cute. Okay. And then um, also in the World Showcase, they have the Frozen Promenade. That's right. The Frozen Promenade just consists of Anna and Elsa. And uh, Elsa, uh, the Snow Queen, she is uh, walking around in a funky pantsuit kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, her sister, Anna, is, uh, deli- is is driven around in a horse-drawn carriage. So, you know, they recently built that horse barn in uh, Fort Wilderness. Right. And between Gaston and Merida in the Magic Kingdom riding on horses and uh, a horse-drawn carriage for uh, Anna, they're definitely getting their use out of horses. Well, I wonder if they're probably not running a lot of the things that they used the horses for before. So they used to have, like, carriage rides at, like, Port Orleans and I don't know where else they do them. Fort Wilderness. Yeah. So they're probably – I'm guessing they're not running those sorts of things, you know, for people to purchase uh, carriage rides. So they probably do have some – um, underworked horses who need jobs. Exactly. And then there is another uh, thing, the princess procession, princess promenade, which uh, uh, there have been no pictures of that displayed yet. Okay, but it exists. It does exist. And then there's something you're calling characters in the wild at Epcot? Yeah, I saw some pretty pretty cute video clips yesterday of uh, Pooh Bear hunting for butterflies. So we had one of those large butterfly nets and he was just kind of wandering out in some of the uh, garden area at Epcot. And then I saw Joy just running across a field. <laughs> and she was she was pretty much full of joy. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Moving outside then of Epcot, let's talk about um, annual pass holders. They've, ex- they've extended some various offers to annual pass holders. Yeah, it seems like every two weeks they're changing what they're doing for annual pass holders. Um, but now what they've done is they've added some options and benefits and refund options. So if you have paid for your annual pass in full, you have two options. You can get a 30-day extension on the pass in addition to the time that you get for the theme parks being closed. That is the default choice, and that extension will automatically be processed in the coming weeks. If you don't want that, you have the option to choose your uh, – you have the option to uh, cancel your pass – If you cancel your pass, you will get a refund for days remaining from July 11th through the pass expiration. However, your pass will remain valid through August 11th. Oh, but that's stupid. Like, I don't want to use it. That's why I'm canceling it. So cancel it, but they're going to give you an extra month. And then for those who are on the monthly payment plan, you have two options. Uh, You can get a 30-day extension, which is the default choice. And then you can choose to cancel your pass. 
Your payments will stop after August 12th, but any payments made between July 11th and August 12th will uh, be refunded. And that once again has an expiration date of August 11th. All right. Um, and then also in um, annual pass holder news, Disney has offered some additional um, merchandise discount. That's right. Annual pass holders now through August 14th will receive a 30% discount on merchandise. That's a lot. It is. I kind of wish I had one. Yeah. You want to get one? Uh, they, they're you not can't. Selling you them. can't buy them now. Dang it. I know. I would have spent the $1,000. Just so I could save 30% on my Splash <laughs> well, Mountain gear. So you can save an additional 10% because right. the normal discount's 20%. Was it that high? I think so. Mm, okay. Um, and then let's get into Disney Plus news. They got some accolades from the American Council of the Blind. That's right. The American Council of the Blind has honored Disney for their act of adding uh, audio descriptions to their programming. They do it for all of their new shows like The Mandalorian and uh, Imagineering. And they're working to put it into their classic movies like Cinderella and uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and then Disney has ordered a new Star Wars cartoon. They have. They have ordered a new series, which will debut in Disney on Disney Plus in 2021. It is called The Bad Batch. The Bad Batch consists of members of Clone Force 99, who are a group of experimental clones who fought in the Clone Wars. And uh, each one of them has a specialty. They are elite and experimental. And they are uh, going to be undertaking mercenary missions as they try to find their new purpose in the galaxy. Fascinating. Yes, you won't watch it. No, I certainly will not. No, David's all over that. Well, that's good. At least someone's happy. Yes. Um, And then the last story here, I should probably understand because I was a business major, but I don't know what it means. Um, Disney stock has been upgraded. That's right. Uh, Goldman Sachs has uh, uh, moved Disney to a buy rating um, because they see the value of the streaming services and the uh, profit potential for Disney+. Plus. The analyst from Goldman Sachs expects that the service could turn profitable in fiscal 21, while the consensus view targets fiscal 23. Um, so it's just, uh, you know, it's a very good time to buy Disney stock. And, uh, you know, I, we should buy an additional share so we would then double our shares to two. Ooh, that would be great. Yes. All right. Do we have any more news? That's all I got. All right. Well, then until Friday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.